Greetings and welcome to Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank, where we uncover hidden gems of understanding in the Word of God. Did you know that God describes acts of rebellion and idolatry using expressions intended to turn our stomachs? Bible contains many colorful and descriptive phrases intended to make an impression on our minds. Hebrew can be very graphic as well as poetic. Understanding how this language conveys bold ideas is critical to capturing the message God wants us to understand. Acts 8 describes a conversation between the Apostle Peter and a magician named Simon. Simon had used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria pretending to be some great one. Philip had been in Samaria preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, Acts 8.12. After hearing this, Simon was baptized and stood amazed at the miracles and signs Philip performed. The Jerusalem apostles sent Peter and John to lay hands on the new converts so that they might receive the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was conveyed By the laying on of hands by the apostles, he tried to buy this power. Peter rebuked and commanded him to repent, for Peter detected that Simon was, quote, in the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity, end of quote, Acts 8.23. John Gale's exposition of the Bible explains that Simon, quote, was in a state of nature and unregeneracy under the power and dominion of covetousness ambition, and hypocrisy, and in a way pernicious to himself, infectious to others, and ungrateful to God and to good men, end of quote. Simon begged Peter to pray to the Lord for his forgiveness. This expression, the gall of bitterness, which appears only once in our Bible, has a colorful history. The NET Bible notes that it is, quote, an idiom meaning to be particularly envious or resentful of someone. In this case, Simon was jealous of the apostles' power to bestow the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands and wanted that power for himself. End of quote. This expression is a Hebraism and a superlative intended to convey excessive bitterness. Gaul was also used in the Old Testament for idolatry. Deuteronomy 29.18 says, Lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations, lest there be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. End of quote. Albert Barnes notes on the Bible explains that gall, quote, denotes properly bile or that bitter yellowish-green fluid that is secreted in the liver. Hence, it means anything very bitter, and also any bad passion of the mind as anger, malice, etc. We speak of bitterness of mind, end of quote. B.W. Johnson's People's New Testament adds that, quote, the gall of reptiles was considered by ancients the source of their venom. The expression would denote moral corruption, end of quote. The Greek word for gall is kole and appears only in Acts 8.23 and Matthew 
referring to the drink of vinegar with gall that was offered to Christ while on the cross. Adam Clark's commentary on the Bible describes the gall given to Jesus as, quote, no more than bitters of any kind. It was a common custom to administer a stupefying potion compounded of sour wine, which is the same as vinegar, from the French vinegar, frankincense, and myrrh, to condemn persons, to help to alleviate their sufferings, or so disturb their intellect that they might not be sensible of them. End of quote. This reminds us of Proverb 31.6, Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine to those that be of heavy hearts. End of quote. Bob Utley's You Can Understand the Bible expands this expression. Quote, the terms gall and bitterness both refer to a bitter spirit, usually associated with anger and apostasy. Deuteronomy 29.18, 32.28-33, and Hebrews 12.15. Paul uses the term bitter several times in lists of things to avoid. For example, Romans 3.14 and Ephesians 4.31, end of quote. He will later use a similar expression appearing only once in Scripture, warning Christians, Hebrews 12.15, looking diligently lest any man fail of or fall away from the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. This expression seems to relate back to Deuteronomy 29.18. Adam Clark's commentary on the Bible notes that this verse says, quote, that is, as the apostle expresses it, Hebrews 3.12, an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God. For to this place he evidently refers. It may also signify false doctrines, or idolatrous persons among themselves, end of quote. His note on Hebrews 12.15 adds, quote, The root of bitterness is here used metaphorically for a bad man, or a man holding unsound doctrines, and endeavoring to spread them in the church, end of quote. Paul describes troublemakers in God's church who were influencing Hebrew Christians to apostatize back to Judaism. Bitterness and resentment are poisonous, causing contagion in others. Portraying the nature of bitterness, the KJV Study Bible reports that, quote, first it is hidden, but when it is discovered, its noxious roots have spread, and it springs up as something much bigger and more destructive. Compare Deuteronomy 29, 18, end of quote. God's people must be on guard to prevent some evil influence from making us bitter against God or other Christians, leading to our departure from God and his church. Regrettably, such departures have occurred over the 2,000-year history of the Church of God. By remaining steadfast with God through his written word, as taught by his ministers, we can prevent a gall or root of bitterness from growing inside us, that troubles and defiles us, leading to our departure from the faith. Christianity is a life-or-death struggle. By God's Holy Spirit, we will deflect Satan's deadly blows. We must stay true to the shepherd and bishop of our souls. 1 Peter 2, 25. 
This has been Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank. To learn more about the Bible and living a godly life, go to Living Education at lcgeducation.org, sponsored by The Living Church of God.